0: Father, we receive illumination by your spirit. We ask that you open our eyes to see wondrous truths from your word. We receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of you. That we see Jesus clearly. Every scale removed. No one remains the same under the transforming power of the word. Jesus alone glorified, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. Wow. I want to once again welcome everyone. Please settle down. We are getting straight into the word. Over the past few weeks, our conversation has been armed for glory. We've been unveiling layer by layer, piece by piece, precept upon precept, line upon line, armor upon armor, the constituents of the arm of light. The believer's armor, especially the revelation of it and the implication for the believer today as it concerns being a part of God's army, God's strong army. And I just want to encourage you, please do not assume that you've heard what you thought you heard. Make our time, find a way to revisit God's word. For those who are joining us for the first time this evening, you are going to be very blessed. I'm going to encourage you to find the time to revisit the previous teachings. Our anchor text in the series, Armed for Glory, is Romans chapter 13, verse 11, all the way down to verse 14. Romans chapter 13, from verse 11, all the way to verse 14. can still see some movement. Please, you want to settle down. We are diving straight into God's word. It says, and do this. Knowing the time that now it is I time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. It says the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the arm of light. Let us put on on the armor of light let us put on the armor of light verse 13 it says let us walk properly as in the day not in revelry and drunkenness not in lewdness and in lust not in strife and envy it says but put on the lord jesus christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Somebody say glory to God. Mm. Our second anchor scripture has been Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. From verse 10, Ephesians chapter 6. Mm, boy. It says, finally, my brethren. This is not just talking to the brothers. Finally, brothers, Finally, sisters, this is a charge to every believer. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the all arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Boy, I can't wait till Sunday. As we begin to expose some of the cunning craftiness some of the strategic wiles of this adversary. Verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. It says in verse 13, Wherefore, it says, Based on this intel, that you are based on this classified information that the spirit of god has exposed to you it says now you and i the believer in christ jesus have the conscious active deliberate responsibility to take onto you the all arm of god hear me child of god part of what we've emphasized all through the series is that it is dangerous to be incompletely dressed don't just say you have a nice helmet, but you don't know the status of your breastplate. Don't say you don't need a breastplate. You have a large shield. Don't say your shield is solid, but you don't think a belt is necessary. Don't say, well, I'm I'm just going to be to be to be decked up, you know, waist up. And, and you know that you've not got your shoes shod here. We have not been invited to to, as it were, go into a showroom and pick a piece that we like. God's end time Army as you as me God's desire is not for his pastors his evangelists his teachers it doesn't as it were have a special group of people who should have a complete armor and then the rest of the people are struggling. One person takes a sword, another person has a helmet, another person has a shield, another person has a belt, another person has shoes. No, 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 no. In this kingdom there is enough to go around and you and I must accept that responsibility to take on to you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand In the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. Oh, help me turn to your neighbor. Tell them, stand. They can't hear you yet. Turn to the other person. Say, stand, stand, stand. And if you are watching all by yourself, just, just, just. Tell yourself now. Say stand. You can call your name. Stand, 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 stand. Everyone is counting on you in this last day. Stand, stand, stand. Your family is counting on you in this last day. Stand, stand. Your city, Canada depends on you. Stand, stand, stand. It's saying PD is too early. Calm down, boy. The, The words today, very easily. Let me just get you ready. We, we can be here for five hours. <laughs> but I've asked the Holy Ghost, what must we emphasize this evening? Which is why I want you to please pay attention. You know what we are talking about this evening. <laughs> we are moving on to the next one, which is the sword of the spirit. Boy. So the format we've used in the course of this conversation has been, number one, what is the peace? Peace. Is it protective, that is it a tool for defense, or is it offensive? Of all the seven armors, we've taught on five of them. And beginning today, we are beginning, boy, to go into the ones that actually allow us to attack. I don't know what sports you follow, but most sports would, let's just pick one as an example, soccer. Football, it's called in some regions of the world. Here in North America, it goes by the name soccer. There is a defense. There is a midfield. There is the attack where you have your strikers. There's the goalkeeper. If you follow some games, there are some games where all that a team needs to qualify or progress is just a point. You get a point when you draw. When you lose the game you get zero points. When you win, you get three points. There are many times where all that a team needs is just a draw. Just don't lose. And then there is a mental consciousness that is built into a team. It's saying, you know what? We we, we have no interest in scoring today. Even your strikers can become defenders. Everybody pack. And, and sometimes when I was a lot younger, I will just tell myself, so why are you bothering and kicking the ball for 90 minutes. Let everybody go to that post. <laughs> everybody, the 10 players plus the goalkeeper, let all of us shut the post and just give the opponent the ball. You you try to get it in. We You have just one job. But the more you look into these things, there is an elite class of top professionals. The best of the best of the best of the best know that the best form of defense is a solid attack. Even though we are trying not to lose and our goal is that we don't concede at all. We know that our mentality in this team is that irrespective of what the situation is, we will bring our A game, we will play the best and we will score goals. Boy, I might be jumping the gun a bit now, but the reason why you and I must take out time to to, to to unveil the light of these offensive weapons is because it's not enough for you to play defense and say, well, at least I am protected. This army is we are too elite we are an army of victors you don't understand you are more than a conqueror you are, you've not been invited to a safe game you've not been invited to play it safe and say well as far as the enemy didn't kill me as far as i did not die hear me child of god that destiny you carry is not to survive the destiny you carry is to thrive and to forcefully advance Boy, let's go back to the the soccer analogy. You are not just, you've not been sent not to concede goals. You are are here to score. You are here to to secure victories. And any believer who will sit in the position of defense, I am fine. I am not sick at least. I did not die at least. If you are not scoring goals as it were, what boy? I'm praying you will open your heart this evening to see that it is the whole armor, the complete package. Somebody say glory to God. We said if protective, what organ? Of course, we've covered the five protective. What happens if it is not worn? And what exactly is the revelation of the peace? Over the past weeks, we've talked about the belt of truth. The breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. We've gone in details to this, that for you to tightly, properly wear the belt of truth, You are optimized for speed, optimized for productivity, optimized for double honor. We said the one who does not have their breastplate, this is a very, very quick, rapid recap. If you are not solid in the consciousness of your righteousness, your prayers will be powerless and ineffective. You are not sure what mood God is in today. You're not even sure if you can pray. You're not even sure if you should pray. We said such a person will waver in fatal unbelief. We talked about the shoes of the readiness to release the good news. We talked about the shield of faith and how God uses this to shield you and I from fatal missiles, from fiery darts, from flaming arrows. And we talked about that. Helmet of salvation really being the full consciousness, the assurance of salvation. I know that I know that I know that I know I am saved. I am safe eternally. I am saved, I am saved. My high priest is able to save to the uttermost. Boy, is the one who is the author of eternal salvation to me because I obey him. He has put in me a new spirit. Now I live this life by his help, giving him glory. I am powered by his grace. I want to encourage you to make our time to revisit all of the previous teachings. But please, brace up. Put on your seatbelt. It's going to be an amazing ride as we begin to unveil the tools of offense, the strikers, as it were, the, the attack, the, this, the boy. Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, I read verse 16 and verse 17. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16 and verse 17, I read from the Amplified Classic. It says, lift up. Overall, the covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. Verse 17, which is where we are this evening. Take the helmet, put on that helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit in the King James. In the Amplified, it says, and the sword, please, if you can highlight this. Underline this, write this down, and the sword that the spirit wields, and the sword that the spirit wields, which is the word of God. The word of God that the believer is armed with becomes the tool that the spirit of God wields. Have you ever had a technician or someone who who comes around to fix something in your house and they need a particular type of tool, all right? And they say, do you have a size 12 wrench or whatever it is they need? You say, I don't have a size 12, I have a size 16. And then you bring a size 16 and they try it out only to see that it won't work. And they say, you know what, we're going to need to find the right tool for this job to be well done. Is it possible that the Spirit of God is looking for a sword to wield, but you have nothing available? There is no word there to work with. Are you providing him with a blade or are you providing him with nothing? When really the dexterity of the Spirit is to wield and to use the word, all right, and to advance victories and to secure goals, as it were, for you, the child of God, victory for you, the child of God. It says, the word of God, the sword that the Spirit wields. We're just going to dive straight into it this evening. What is the peace? The sword of the Spirit. Is it, of course, it is offensive. It is a tool for attack. All right. What happens if you don't have a sword? What happens if you just want to play safe? I, I, I have protection. We have a solid defense. We, we might not score goals. We might not have strikers. But but at least we won't lose. Hey, see, this? there needs to be a, <laughs> a renewing of your mind. I must secure victories. I want somebody under the sound of my voice to begin to rewire your mind. God did not call you. I know many of us love our comfort zones. PD, I've recently just got into a stable place in my life. Now I, I just came out of this. Now you're telling me victory? Let me leave the devil where he is. Let him leave me where I am. You, thou kidest. You have been enlisted, boy. And and, our, and our, our our chief commander is beckoning and is and is forcefully advancing. And you are saying, "I'm just here. I'm just chilled." No. No, no, you are, you you are not sent here to chill. You are not sent here to just barely get by. You, the, your, the, the biggest testimony of the believer is not that he did not die. We are grateful for life, but there is a reason for life. Life is for purpose. That purpose is to bring him glory. That glory comes when our, our world begins to see victories. Victories. When they begin to see goals scored and they say, how did that happen? They say, well, we, we, our, the, the spirit had sword to work with. Boy, is it in the morning glow? Pastor Matthew was sharing with us, now, now, I'm sure in a few months, because he's not stopping at all, completes the entire Bible twice in one month, two times. You don't understand these 66 books, Genesis, Revelation, Genesis, Revelation, in one month, goals, (laughs) talking about goals. You know, I, I, I imagine such a life in the realm of the Spirit. And the Spirit of God says, I need a sword. Boy. And the Holy Spirit opens his heart. And sees all sorts of swords. He sees a golden one. <laughs> he sees a 15th century one. He sees, the, he sees all sorts. In fact, the Holy Spirit does not need one now. He, he holds like, he's like saying, come here now. You know? <laughs> but for some of us, the Holy Spirit opens the thing you say where is the sword you know turns it upside down where is it not then one small blade (laughs) one small blade just falls some of us is cardboard cardboard there is no word there ah it's a major casualty in christendom today a lot of word empty believers Loud on prayer, loud on activity, loud on programs, low on the word. It is a serious casualty because when push comes to shove, the spirit of God will need tools to wield. <sighs> so I wrote here in my note, if you don't have this one, you will have no wins, no major victories. No major victories. no No major victories at all. You will just be basic. And look at, when you look at what God is doing with us as a ministry, we've been basic before. You will agree with me, we don't want to go back there. We are not going back to basic. We are not going back to, what was the scores? Zero, zero. At least we didn't lose. No, no, no. (laughs) I want to start sharing scores of 20. 20. You mean you scored 20? You know, there there are some professionals, their mind is so elite. All they need to do is don't lose this game and there are some teams like that and you still watch them trying to score you're like guys what's the problem just just defend they say no we are wired for victory we will play our game irrespective of what the situation is we are just this that, that and and if anyone in that team is suggesting just keep the ball play defense say, how did you get here this <laughs> this is not this mentality is not in keeping with this team And hear me, if you are in this team, I can tell you on God, categorically, this team, this family, all right? In this family, we score goals. Boy, in this family, we have testimony of victories. In this family, we load up on God's word. And boy, does the spirit have weapons to work with. Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 4, I read verse 12 and verse 13 in the living Bible. It says, for whatever God says to us is full of living power. I am sure one of the questions someone probably has is, this sword of the spirit, which is the word of God? Which word is it? Your bet is as good as mine. The rema of God, boy. It is the rema of God. And part of the things the Holy Ghost would have us share this evening is what Rema is not. For whatever God says to us is full of living power. It is sharper than the sharpest dagger in the King James. It says sharper than any two-edged sword. Cutting swift and deep into our innermost thoughts and desires with all their parts. Exposing us for what we really are. He knows, verse 13, he knows about everyone. The word is that powerful. The word, this is not just texts and verses. This is a person. He knows about everywhere. Everything about us is bare and wide open to the all-seeing eyes of our living God. Nothing can be hidden from him to whom. We must explain all that we have done. Please let me read verse 12 to you again. Let me switch to the Amplified now. It says, For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, effective. It is sharper than any two edged sword penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of the soul and the mortal spirit and joints and marrow, spirit, soul, body of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of our hearts. The word of God is that powerful, boy. And I pray for you under the sound of my voice that your life will be proof of the power of God in the name of Jesus. You know, there was an illustration we gave from the series, Let There Be Light. And in one of the sessions with the young adults that we have on Mondays, Clarity with PD, you know, quick plug, 5 p.m. Mondays, you know where to find me. You know where to find us, we young folks, you know, and, and, and we just gave that illustration all over again and I'm just led now to share it here again. There is a powerful king whose son, out of rebellion, travels away from home, gets into another country, and then in that country, you know, is captured and imprisoned. The child is in prison there now and the father who is king in another country finds out that his own son is in prison somewhere else. And the, the powerful king writes to the leadership in that other place and says that my son is in your prison. And the leadership in that kingdom said, yes, we know your son is in that prison, but he is legally there he took steps and he broke our law so he must be there and if there's anything we know about you you are a righteous judge so he deserves to be in that prison and this righteous king says no problem i have just one request they said no no request we are not releasing him under no circumstances he is our prey she is our prey and the king says no I want to write letters to my son. Is that fine by you? At at least, can I at least communicate with my son? And the, the, the leaders of this prison nation said only on one condition, boy. The only condition is before, lest you begin to plant thoughts. Into the hearts of that child, that he can be free, that he is really a prince in another place, that everything you own belongs to him. We don't want him having ideas. We we want him thinking like a prisoner. We want him to see all his fellow prison mates and believe that way that is where he belongs. I said only on one condition: before we give your letters to him, we will read it first. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Oh my! And this righteous king says, no problem, I will allow you to read it first, but promise me that you will give it to my as far as we read it first. So scripture begins to tell us that, see, you and I must begin to trust God for something called revelation. Because when the adversary shows up to Jesus, he says, it is written. I read the letter. Jesus said, it is written. There is the DNA of his spirit within me. What you read is not what I read. You read the letter. The letter kills. I read the spirit. The spirit quickens and gives life. And I'm telling you, if all you are reading is the same thing the adversary can read. Ah. If all you are seeing is the same thing the adversary can see, then you are missing out on the quickening power of the word of God the Father says, Just give it to my son. My spirit is within him, he's going to see what you can't see, and very soon he's going to begin to believe it. I am no longer a prisoner, the chains are broken. This is not where I belong. I can walk out, boy, light dawns, their chains begin to break. He gets out of that place, and they say, What happened? I thought we read it. What, how did he know? How did she know that she is victorious? How did he know? How did she know that poverty can be defeated? How did he know? How did she know that they don't have to remain sick? Say the power of the word came alive. You know, it's already beginning to dawn on someone that this sword of the spirit is not just. It's not just I read it, because there are two. It is written. There is the it is written of information. There is the it is written of revelation. The one that is the, the the powerful tool that the Spirit of God can wield when he opens your heart to pick from, from the toolbox to pick the tool he can use. Boy, he's looking there for the quickened revealed word. <sighs> Somebody say, Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Be mindful of our time. A couple of things. So that we don't... Boy. A couple of things that the Spirit of God would have me emphasize to us. Just about three points. And then we'll wrap up this evening. Child of God, please. I want to encourage you. There are two series we've covered recently. You have to find a way to listen to them every year. And I'm I'm not even kidding. I'm not joking now. You have to find a way let there be light. You need to find a way. I don't know how. <laughs> you need to find a way. Be still and know. Because in those in, in 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 those teachings we said how the word moves from the head to the heart. How it moves from being information in the head to being revelation in the heart. And please, let me just jump the gun. What is the revelation of the sword of the spirit? It is the word, the revealed word in the mouth of the believer. Please go and write it down. This is not, I am an introvert. I am an extrovert. I don't really talk. You know, PD, I'm not not saying talk. I'm saying speak the word. You know, I just don't know. Hey, hear me that you are in this army, you must speak the word. That is exactly how the Spirit wields it. It is the revealed word. Now, somebody is getting it now. Somebody is getting it now. Somebody is getting it now. You are seeing how it works now because the word first is in your mouth and then we, we, we in the previous teaching talked about how it becomes conviction, how the Spirit of God quickens it and it becomes revelation in your heart. So what we are saying now is having gone from the mouth to the heart to receive life, be mixed with faith. That quickened word must return to your mouth and you are declaring it there. You are seeing the circumstance, but you are declaring the revealed word of God. You are seeing the interest rates and you are seeing the forecast of the recession, but you are declaring the revealed word of God there. Child of God, you and I must not be silent we cannot afford to be quiet the offensive the attack really here is that the revealed word is it it has come back now quickened and empowered and you are releasing the word you will not be silent you must not be quiet You cannot watch things continue to go around you. Something has to rise from your inside. And it is what you have planted in that you can harvest from. If there is no word inside there, you'll be shocked. There will be nothing to come out there. And I pray for you under the sound of my voice that the discipline, the grace to stay with the word, to stay in the word, to stay loaded up, that grace is released and multiplied unto you in the name of Jesus. Because because Paul, Paul tells us, scriptures make it clear you are dealing with an ancient adversary extremely cunning so before it strikes you today two years from today it begins to attack your word life two years one year six months weeks so your 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 disinterest with the words today is proof of a coming attack in the future hear me child of God don't handle this with kid gloves Anyone anywhere telling you you can just get by, you know, just read a verse a day, you know, and you'll be fine. What boy? That person does not love you. That person does not love you. Load up with the word. Keep keep on loading up. Load up your songs, the word, everything, the word, load up. Because many, many times the first point of attack is your study life. Even before your, you know the enemy might not might not mind a, a somebody who just wants to pray. Because the prayer will be empty. There will be no faith. There will be no conviction. The prayer is not based on any word. There is no revelation. It's, it's just words and sweat with nothing. The enemy may not mind. But the real effective power prayers are when you are bringing his word and you are declaring his truth. See, Anything that will push you away from God's word already as a sponsor, the enemy is already signing checks. As far as, just don't study, don't study. Doing edifice, you're reading Numbers 11 every day. Didn't you read it yesterday? Why are you reading it again today? The enemy is scared. The enemy is scared. He knows when you brood on scriptures, when you stay there with the Spirit, light comes, boy. So, a couple of things that I have just because we've, we've, you can, we are here really for the word. But by the leading of the Spirit, we'll emphasize these three areas and then we'll wrap up next week, Wednesday. If Jesus tarries, we go into the final piece of the puzzle, which is praying, praying with all prayers. All right. Now, the three points, if you're writing, that we want to emphasize number one, It is his sword. That is a very simple point. But it is a very profound concept. It is the sword that the spirit wields. It's amazing. I am not the one wielding it. I am the one making the sword available. And the spirit takes it over and wields it. The word, the revealed word in my mouth. My I remember back in the day in children's church, we used to play a game called draw your sword. And, and, and I think it's a nice game to bring back for the king's kids to begin to learn. And you hear things like, you, you know, you hold your Bible like this. Draw your sword, you know, you draw it out. Open to Obadiah chapter 2 verse 5. And then you have to wait until the um, referee says, Open. And then you open. Now, if they call a portion of scripture that doesn't exist, for example, Obadiah is just one chapter. The moment you open, any, everybody that opens, they're already gone. <laughs> and then if it's an actual scripture, draw your sword, open to John chapter 4, verse 2. You know, the first person to get their wins. I, I think it's a nice game. But, you know, just meditating over this point, as the Spirit of God laid it on my heart, we we some, we've said, draw your sword. Really, it is his sword. You must always remember that. And the day, he, not the day, <laughs> every day that he wants to wield, he wants to meet his. He wants to meet the sword shining. He wants to see the revealed word there. He doesn't want to see it dusty, rusty, corro- corroded, cardboard, plastic tiny blades, blunt instruments, nothing in your mouth, nothing in your heart, nothing in your life, just all sorts of vibes. No. It says, I'm going to need sword to wield. It is a sword. Number one point. Number two, while in the realm of the physical, a sword may not seem like the appropriate instrument or right for a war front. You know, I had joked casually during the teaching last week, Wednesday, and I was watching a movie with my wife, you know, based in a traditional African setting, and on the wall, like the watchtower, you had this watchmen or security guards that had swords. I said, well, that's the wrong instrument. If you're on a vantage point, you need the kind of instrument that can travel. You need, you know, a bow, arrow, you need a gun, more accurately a sniper sophisticated but, but they had swords and it was just listening and brooding over the word i began to hear the spirit of god say to me it is not so in the realm of the spirit it says that my sword in the realm of the spirit is not a close combat instrument it is not like no it says this sword can be sent glory to jesus and then we round up by saying what remma is not So that you you are not confessing things that are not the revealed word. it's, it's It's the revealed word in your mouth. Let's get into it. It is his sword. It is his sword. Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. I read verse 10 and verse 11. Really, verse 11 is where we are going. It says, for as the rain comes down. Boy, I wish we had time. As the rain comes down, there is a deep mystery there. As the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there as rain. My, It says, but water the earth, make it bring forth and bud, that it might give seed to the sower and bread to eat, verse 11, which is really where we're going. It says, in the same way, if you want to know how my word works, study how the rain comes, so shall my word, oh, glory to God. Isn't this amazing that I can move in that consciousness, that the Holy Spirit can tell us you're having a deliverance service, and you are saying to a demon spirit, out in the name of Jesus, and you know that it is not your word, because these demon spirits—they have a way of knowing, they have a way of checking. Paul, we know Jesus, we know whose word are you speaking? It says, "So shall my word be, boy." This is his word, and you have to give it that honor that. Dignity, these are not my thoughts, these are not my words, this is not my instruction. (laughs) Boy, out here, you sickness, you have no room to live here. Now, who is talking? Is it my word or is it his word? So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper. In the thing for which I sent it. This is not the same thing that the adversary can read. There is, there is, there is, there is life beyond the letter. There is a quickening there that comes by my spirit. and you begin to release it as my word. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 4. It says where the word of a king is, there is power. Was it not just on Sunday that Jesus was rebuking the Pharisees and the Sadducees? It says, you err, you know not the scriptures, nor the power of God. Where the word of a king is, there is power. Boy, this changes everything. That the word, the revealed word of God in my mouth... Which is the sword that the spirit wields? It is not my word. It carries the seal of the king. These were the same words that said, let there be. These were the same words that called creation into being. Therefore, I have the confidence and I have the audacity to speak to mountains, to speak to tumors, to speak to demonic spirits, to speak to situations. Not my word, but the word of the king. He says, who may say to him, what are you doing? This is the word of the king, child of God. This is power. This is power. This is power. Luke 7, verse 7. Luke 7, verse 7. Luke 7. The story of a, of a non-Jew. A centurion, a Roman. What a servant, not even him. Servant sick. Sent message to Jesus. Said Jesus. My servant is sick. I know you can heal him. Jesus was like, Oh, he believes. And the people said, Well, <laughs> this guy of everybody go, this guy built us a synagogue. So Jesus is on his way, literally going there. And the, the guy sends messages. I, I heard Jesus is coming. He does not need to come. Boy. It says, therefore, verse 7 of Luke 7, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. It says, Jesus, you say, boy, listen here, listen right now. But you say the word, and my servant will be healed. Verse 8 gives us the back end of that revelation that the centurion had. It says, For I also am a man placed under authority, boy, having soldiers under me, and I say to one, Go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. Because that's the word of a king. There is power released. Verse 9, when Jesus heard these things, Jesus said, what? Somebody gets it. He marveled at him, turned around, used it as a lecture moment. Let's just leave it because that lecture is deep. But this is the key. The one who is not under authority cannot wield authority. This is where many believers have faith failure. You've not brought yourself under the authority of the word. But you want to declare the word. How do you bring yourself under the authority of the word? You obey his commandments. You are not cherry picking what portions of scripture. When when, if the word says it, I accept it, I believe it. Once that person is under authority, then the word in the mouth of that person has power. The same power as though it was the king speaking it. Are you under the authority of the word? Is the position of the word the final position on that matter in your life? Because we live, boy, I, I, I'm trying not to digress now by sense a strong unction to release this right now. We live in a time and in a generation where people say things like, you know, you, you can't really tell who is born again, you can't really tell who is a believer. You know, only God can see our heart, and only God knows who is really and truly serving him. And while that sounds really nice and really, really, you know, it sounds correct, but it is very unscriptural. Scripture makes it clear to us, you will know. (laughs) You will know. We know ourselves. We will know. Even if you are, you will know. Why? Because those who love me, those who are my disciples, they obey my commandments. They are under the authority of my word. And then I put my seal in their own mouth so that they can release the word. Having been under authority, then the authority of the word is activated in their own mouth. We will know. We will see a track record of obedience, of alignment with the word, leveraging his grace. This is what the word says. There might be a gap today, but by God's grace, that gap is being bridged as light comes, as grace is leveraged. What the word of God says on this situation is final. We will know. It's like telling me you'll see the, 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 the king using the British monarchy as an example, and that we we won't know. Read a story, one of the past presidents of the United States. I was reading a book written by his wife, you know, and I think she had mentioned in that story that this life, this presidential life was was getting overwhelming for their daughters. So they struck a deal once, you know, And the lady said, I just want to be a normal person. I'm not the one that ran for office. I I just want to be a normal person. I want to go, you know, before the girls step out, there's already security detail, SSS, men in black, black shades, black ties, black, you like. So they struck a deal with their dad. I said, you know, we just want to go out. (laughs) And they agreed. Hear me, child of God. Every child of God has the signature, the fragrance of heaven. Even if you don't, because we, in the realm of the spirits, they know. Why shouldn't we know in the physical? I, I'm not saying there won't be pretense. I'm not saying there won't be wolves, all right, wrapped in sheep wool clothing, all right? But I'm saying spirits to spirits, you will know. You know, the ladies went out, and, and the only thing is the SSS just changed uniform. Say, today, you're not wearing black suit. You wear a T-shirt, <laughs> Today, I'm not wearing black shades. Go look for some nice Ray-Bans to wear and just look normal, just blend in. But that will allow the, the, a member of the first family to just go out like that. And we won't know. kidest. Child of God, do you do you carry yourself with that much dignity? I am the child of the king. We will know. In the realm of the spirit, they know. We know. We know, are you in submission to the authority of the word? Could that be why the word in your mouth has no authority? Number two point, as we begin to round up this evening, this sword of the spirit is not like the sword of the physical. Depending on how long a sword I'm holding is, I can't use it to to attack somebody who is not close to me in the physical. Boy. Boy. But in the realm of the spirit, hear me, boy. There's so much light. I'm just praying. I am just praying that you will receive this word. For some, you might need to come back, sit again, and releasing and receive this word. The word of God is not a the sword. This sword is not a close combat. It can be sent. It can travel distance. It can travel years. It can travel generations. You can send it to your grandchildren, boy. Which is why when we have healing services, for example, this Saturday is in Springs. Many people wish should show up and send the word into their future, they don't show up. When the disease is at the door, then they now start showing up. But some of us won't wait until then. You don't understand? This is the life of victory. The word can be sent. Psalms 107 and verse 20. He sent his word. This was what the spirit of God was reminding me. That it is true that those, (laughs) the movie I watched, they might have been joking with swords on a wall for watchmen. He says, but in the spirit, this sword travels. It can travel years. This sword can travel in time. It can go to your childhood, boy. It doesn't matter the abuse and what the psychologist said as though it's a permanent dent and your life will never make sense forever. This word can be sent. It can be sent to when you were three years old. Ah. He sent his word and healed them delivered them from their destructions in the NLT, it says snatching them from the door of death this, this doesn't sound like a normal sword to me this word can be sent which is why every morning when we take our confessions it's not as though we, we, we got a poet, you know, an expert you know, just help us arrange words no, life we are releasing life we are declaring life We are sending words today, (laughs) today, today. Releasing words of power and there's revelation to it. These are the words of a king. There is power. Somebody say, glory to God. Hmm. The Spirit of God will have me share this with us. This is not to shade anyone. This is not to break any tables. This is really to help us. It is the revealed word in your mouth that the Spirit of God wills, the Rema of God. So what Rema is not? I wrote a couple of things here. Rema is not a new version. You know, oh, I read this in the KJV, you know, let me show you in the Passion Translation, that's the Rema. Let me show you in the Message, no, no ma, no sir, that's not Rema. Rema is not another version. It is good for us to, and, and from Let There Be Light, we talked about multiple versions what that is doing is it is helping your human understanding. That should now encourage you to push it from the realm of human experience to the spirit realm. Where it is now quickened. Any of the versions you, that you connected with might now be the quickened one. But that you found it in another version is not the revelation. That is not the rema. Rema is not by version. Rema is a quickening by the Spirit. What Rema is not? Rema is not some deep commentary. Oh, you know, P.D. has been teaching us how to study. I just found this commentary very, you know, light just broke forth. That is great. Now that you understand better, go for it. Go for revelation. Don't stay there. Go for revelation. Let the word be too real to you. Let it that when you know it has been quickened. Too real to you. Boy, I'm just reminded of, of, of Be Still and Know. Part three, or is it part four now? And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. All flesh shall see it. I wrote here, Rema is not the Greek or the Hebrew. And this shall not be like we are canceling things we've learned it's telling you that this is the this is the basic work you will do. You will compare the versions, you will, you will understand it. You will get a commentary, you will understand it. You will research the Greek, the Hebrew, you will understand it. And then you will submit it to the Holy Spirit. It now brings a quickening. Then boom, the word comes alive. It's now real to you now. It's it is so real in your heart, you believe it. Your world has not seen it yet, but you believe it, you have received it. The the world will see it when you have it, but you know in your heart, I have received this healing. The lab report does not agree yet, but revelation has come already. I found it in God's word and I am declaring it. I am, boy, I can't emphasize this enough. It is the word in your mouth. And then, number four of what Rema is not Rema is not memory verse. These are very powerful things. Please do not get me wrong. I am not saying these things are not important. Hear me on record. They are extremely important. Extremely important. What we are saying is don't stop there. Don't stop there. Don't stop there. Boy. It is important for you, don't allow the enemy to have any card that he can use against you. You say, oh, so shall my word be that I proceed. Isaiah chapter 54, it was 10 or verse 11. And the enemy says, is he Isaiah 54 or 55? You two are like, hey, is he 54 or 55? And you are now discussing chapter and verse with the adversary. When it is the word quickened, be like Jesus, it is written. Please don't get me wrong. We've emphasized this many times. It is good practice to commit the word to memory. But the real sword is not confession from memory. The real sword is confession from revelation. That is the real power. Memory verse plays a key role. I mean, it is nice when you can say it is Proverbs 21, 22. You can say it confidently, it's in Proverbs 4:18. You can say it, it's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 2. You know, you can you know it, and you know that you know that is great. We aspire to that, but between now and then, let it is written be found in your mouth. Let it is written be found in your mouth. I am not sure if it is Isaiah or Ezekiel. I am growing, but what I know is that it is written: get out, you foul devil. When the devil says, Where is it? See, you can check. You say. <laughs> Please, I hope you are not getting this wrong. In our dexterity, in our skillful interaction with God's word, we grow in knowledge. We learn the Greek. We learn the Hebrew. We know the other versions. We commit the scriptures to memory, knowing that it does not stop there. Somebody say glory to God. So what really is the revealed word? What really is this revealed sword of the Spirit? I cannot emphasize this enough. It is the word in your mouth. It is the word in your mouth. It is the word in your mouth. Hear me, child of God. If you know it and you are quiet, of what use is having a revealed word that you did not say? Ah. I wrote here in my note. The, re- the sword of the Spirit is the revealed word in your mouth. From the mouth to the heart and from the heart to the mouth. Boldly declared. Boldly declared. Boldly released. that the, the, the child of God is bold. And you, this is not please. Your personality has nothing to play here. Your I can tell you in the tribe of Judah, your personality is lion. <laughs> Somebody needs to write that down. Oh, are you sanguine? Are you melancholic? Are you phlegmatic? Are you choleric? I am lion. I am lion. Especially people like us. Many people don't believe it when I say it. The. The natural me, and and you know this is not about the natural man at all. The natural me is quiet, reserved, introverted. Boy, (laughs) but the spirit me is lion. The spirit you is lion. We are loud. Not because we love to shout, (laughs) but we are loud. Jesus spoke with a loud voice. Lazarus! I, I don't know what his personality is. I know his tribe. He was lion. And you are as bold as the lion. You are the righteous. Psalms chapter 107. We read verse 20. I want to read verse 2. So you, we may as well read verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good. For his mercy endures forever. You know, we've been declaring this for so long now. The spirit of God comes and quickens for his good. He is good. He is good. You know, that alone just brings a calmness over your soul. And all the worry just disappears. My daddy is good. My daddy is good. You know, there's a little game I play with my kids whenever we, we park the car. We're about to walk into the house. And I'll just come out and I'll, and I'll tell them, goodbye, see you later. And I'll just lock them in the car. And they'll just say, daddy, you can't leave us. Boy. Boy. Daddy, you can't leave us. They'll say, I, I know you are joking. <laughs> you can't leave us. And it, it's true. I can't leave them. <laughs> I know they can hear this now. They'll say, yeah, we told you. You know, it's still a fun game. Sometimes I'll just dance around the car. There is no anxiety. Daddy cannot leave us. Ah, if only we will be like, like children and agree, for the Lord is good. He can't leave me. He can't leave me. Sometimes I, I can see them turning their necks. Is he going around? Is he turning? They just know that he cannot leave us. Children, believe. Children, trust. Boy. Verse 2, which is really where we are going, Psalms 107. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he hath redeemed from the hands of the enemy. Say, 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 say so. Hear me, child of God, please. If you do not remember anything that we've said this evening, you must say so. The word of God in your mouth, the revealed word. You must say so. Boy, it says, "Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Every opportunity you have to confess, declare God's word, declare it boldly. When we are declaring our daily confessions, declare it boldly. Say so. Don't just think so. Don't just imagine so. You must bring yourself to the place where the word is so real to you and you say so. Because of our time, I won't even touch this. There is a powerful story in Acts chapter 22... And if you want to do it as an assignment, go read Acts 22 from verse 24 to verse 30. The Bible tells us that Paul had returned to Jerusalem, all sorts of prophecies had gone ahead of him. Someone saw him talking with someone from Ephesus and they just assumed that had taken the person into the temple, and they heard all sorts about him. This guy is telling these Gentiles that they can be saved and they can break all the laws of Moses. And there was a big riot, big uproar. We were told there that the, 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 the centurion and the, 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 the military people came, captured him, captured him, flogged him. Boy, you know, I love the way the, the, the scripture says as they were tying his hands. That's when Paul opened his mouth and said, is it lawful for a Roman citizen, you know, to be sanctioned, sentenced without a trial? Eh? The, the, what did you say? Roman citizen? He said, wait, wait. <laughs> he went to the captain. This guy is a Roman citizen. My point is, how much flogging have you received? Is it about the chains before you now open your mouth to say, Paul, I'm a citizen of another kingdom. You can't do this. Let the redeemed say so. Paul Paul held up. And I believe the Spirit of God captured that story. To say being a Roman citizen is not enough. You will say it. You are healed. You will say it. You have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You will say it. You live in a world where they, 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 this adversary, it doesn't mind doing the beating, putting the stocks, putting the chains, organizing everything together. You will say it. The, 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 the captain said, "Hi, hey, I paid so much to get this thing. Paul says, I'm a natural. I'm a natural. I carry this or, or legit citizenship. Ah, he said, we, are, we, shouldn't, we, we have no business touching you. My question is, what have you permitted? What have you accepted? Because you were quiet. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so. Not say their circumstance. Not say what is going on. Oh God, can't you see? You are, you are wasting power. Please don't leave that WhatsApp group of let them be sensitive. It's not Sensitivity does not change situations. Wake up. Your, your tribe is lion. I'm not going to declare how I'm feeling right now. I'm going to declare what the word of God says. Father, in my body, it's okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't say how it's... But don't stop there. This is how I feel right now. This is the news that has just come. This is the diagnosis we have just received. But I bless your name because you are faithful. Thank you because your word says... And then you begin to say so. You begin to release power. And I can imagine the Holy Ghost just smiling. He says, look at, look at sharp swords for me to use. And I pray for you, your life will be one of many victories. I know I was expecting a louder amen than that. Your life will be one of many victories, many goals, many glories. Pardon my English. Many victories, many goals, many wins, many great testimonies. In the name of Jesus. Come on, wherever you are, just thank God for his word. Thank God for his word. It's it's amazing what the spirit does when the word is being released. Some of you have heard things I did not even say this evening. That is the spirit of God working. Some of you, some of the scriptures we read, what I did not emphasize, the spirit of God has emphasized it to you and victory has come. Some of you are making decisions right now. I am a, I am a living talking spirit. I am a living speaking spirit. I am going to say so. This thing has increased because I've been quiet. They they, they tied me up because I've been quiet. They put these things on my hand because I've been quiet. But now I am going to declare who I am. He has redeemed me from every curse of the law for cause the zeal was hung upon the tree. Therefore I refuse for any curse. It doesn't matter who said it. Oh, but you were guilty. But you did this. You found it in God's word. That evil the legal captive of the mighty will be delivered. So I am not saying I didn't do it. I am saying I have found his mercy and there is even deliverance for me. I have seen I have found it in God's word that no one is sick in Zion. I have found it in God's word that none is barren in the land. I have found it in God's word that I have been given the power to make wealth. I have found it in God's word that the blessings of the Lord make rich And adds no sorrow to it. I have found it in the word that my children are for signs and for wonders. I have found it in the words that they are taught of the Lord. My peace is great. There is no anxiety concerning any child. I have found it in the word. It doesn't matter what my current circumstance or reality is. My real true reality is what the word says about me and I will say so. I will say so. I will say so. What a God you are. Thank you precious Holy Ghost. Thank you. It is all you. <laughs> you give us the word. It is you that quickens the word. It is you that still wields the word. You have set us up. You have set us up. We have been <laughs> we have been set up for victory. You have rigged all of this in our favor. All we have to do is to show up. Stand deck up and release the word i am led this this evening to pray to pray for someone maybe we'll do the altar call first and then i'll pray there's a strong leading right now to pray for as many who study life is under attack study life under attack we are going to release a grace it's a real grace all right and not just for you to return to study but that your eyes open you won't just be reading the same thing (laughs) the, the 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 same letter everybody can read your eyes will be open you'll begin to see the truths that make for your victory you'll begin to see the legitimacy for your dominion but if you are here under the sound of my voice and you've not made jesus the lord of your life you've not received the life of Christ or you have once upon a time and you know that you've drifted away. Today is a day of salvation. Today is a day of restoration. It will be my awesome privilege to pray with you. It's a short prayer we will say together. I want you to believe it in your heart. I want you to confess it with your mouth. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place in the grave. Thank you because you rose victoriously on the third day. I believe you are alive today. And I ask that you come live in me. I ask that you live through me. And I receive the grace to live for you. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. I receive eternal life in my spirit. And I say yes to your way, yes to your will, yes to your plans. In Jesus' name, we're afraid. Wow, congratulations, congratulations. Welcome to God's family. I want to pray for as many under the sound of my voice that you know, that you know. Your quiet time, your study life, your place of interacting and intermeddling with the word is under attack. Father, in the name of Jesus, under this strong unction... I agree with your sons and your daughters who are struggling. Struggling to make out time to read. Struggling to make out time to study. Struggling to make sense of what they're reading. It's just a chore. It's just so boring. And the enemy is setting them up for arrows months, years down the line. Oh, under this strong anointing. I release grace. Every attack against your altar, we rebuke it, we come against it. Right now, we release strength to your knees, we release light to your bones, we release fire, fire to your altar. In the name of Jesus, hunger, hunger for the word. Light like never before. Revelation that the scriptures open up unto you, and that the word of God in your mouth will be the word of a king. It will carry power. You will speak to mountains, they will move in the name of Jesus. Thank you, gracious Father, because it is done for in jesus name we have prayed oh glory to jesus wherever you are if you can i want you to jam those ends together give the lord a big shout thank you so much for joining us today we hope you've been blessed by the sermon and if you would love to be a part of what god is doing in our midst feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info@kicccanada.ca I-N-F-O, at or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca/donate. But it's doing amazing things now, Miss. and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.